We're back. This is the Wesson Walker Show Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ. C.J. Stroud had his pro day yesterday. From all accounts, it was pretty good. I even saw that some teams were uh, drooling, so to speak, with the skills that he displayed. But to talk about You actually about saw it, the drool? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, you that's what they said. Okay. They said he displayed oh, skills man. that would make teams drool. He's going to be number one if that's the case, 100%. <laughs> to talk about this more in-depth, we have my man Bill. Bill Rabinowitz from the Columbus Dispatch. You can catch him on Twitter at BR Dispatch. Bill, how's it going this morning? I'm good. How are you guys? We are doing great, man. We want all the tea, so to speak, on C.J. Stroud's pro day yesterday. He was the first of the big four quarterbacks to go. And uh, we just want to know, tone setter from you, how was it when you walked in? And uh, what was it like once things got going? Well, Ohio State Pro Day is always a big deal. Almost every NFL team comes every year. Uh, obviously, when you have a potential first pick in the draft, there's more interest, and, and it was packed. And, uh, and C.J. Stroud put on the show. So they said that, you know, he threw on the move. He did all the NFL throws that they wanted to see. They said he had a little bit of trouble kind of moving to the right throwing the football. Oh, I'm sorry, moving to the left throwing the football. But they said all in all his mechanics were enough to make teams drool. What was your assessment of what you saw from him? Yeah, I mean, first of all, I don't want to make too much out of what somebody does on pro day. I mean, I think it matters a lot more what they do in games. I mean, you're not, you have no defense, you have no pass rush, you have, you know, it's, you ought to be good if you're, if you're doing a pro day. Uh, but we've known that C.J. Stroud has a beautiful throwing motion. He throws a nice ball. It's a, he, he's got a knack for throwing with velocity, but softly, if that makes sense. It, the ball doesn't sting the receiver's hands. Uh, I asked Marvin Harrison about that yesterday, and, and yeah, I mean, I, I covered the NFL for 12 years, and, and uh, I covered Vinny Testaverde with the Ravens, and when he was at his best, he would just, like, throw darts. It was just a beautiful, like, video game motion throw, and and that's what C.J. Stroud does. Uh, he just throws a beautiful ball. Well, and Bill, what were you looking for, right? Like, I, I know you're you're saying you don't put a whole lot in the pro day. So what is it that you go into and paying attention to, right? Like, you, you've got this assignment. You know it's a pro day. You don't put much stock into it. So what are the things that you are looking at first and foremost? Well, honestly, I'm more interested as a reporter in the interview afterward. Mm-hmm. So, you know, what, is he, what does he think about the process what did you think about potentially being the number one pick? I guess there was nothing he was going to show on the field that was going to surprise me. And even if he had a bad day throwing, which he didn't, I wouldn't have thought, oh, there are questions about C.J. Stroud's throwing. I mean, I've seen him play for two years. And so that was never a question. I, I was more just interested in how is he handling this thing. I, I have a good relationship with his mom. She's a wonderful a wonderful lady. And, and we talked. And, you know, they've been through some tough times as a family. And she's just so excited. And it says surreal that after all they've been through, that here, here they are right now on the cusp of, of this dream. Bill, Rabinov- uh, Bill Rabinowitz, excuse me, of the Columbus Dispatch, joining us on the Body Works Plus guest hotline. So, Bill, how did the interview process go? Is there anything that you learned from C.J. Stroud or at least the way that he handled everything, right? Because this is a big day, despite maybe us not putting a lot of stock into him throwing against air. Of course, that's not going to matter as much as the game film. But how did he sound in the interviews, and what were some of the answers that you thought were particularly noteworthy? Yeah, I mean, I asked him, you know, just how important is it to be the number one pick? 
and he said, "It's I have no control over it, so I'm not going to worry about it. And, and that's interesting. A lot of guys will say, yes, I, I really want to be the number one pick. It's almost an ego thing. What well, is an ego thing? And it's understandable. Who wouldn't want to be the first pick of the draft? But he's much more interested in, in becoming comfortable with whatever team drafts him and having that team be comfortable with him, that they understand, you know, kind of his priorities. He's a very uh, – uh, his religious faith means a lot to him, and I think he needs to go to a team that's comfortable with that and, and that he's comfortable with them. Um, and, and he's, you know, he wants to be well, – I, I did a big story on him last year uh, before the season – and he just wanted his number one goal was to be comfortable and to be himself. Because his first year, he never felt like he, he kind of felt like he was, he put himself in a box. Nobody did that to him. He just didn't feel like he was himself completely in interviews or even on the field. And, and he was last year. You know, he, he's a likable guy. He's got a good personality. He's a good leader, a natural leader. People gravitate toward him. Um, and because of his background, he can identify with almost everybody on the team. He, he, at one point in his life, was pretty well off financially. His family was well off, and they weren't. You know, he's, he was a late bloomer, so he understands what it's like to have to wait. Um, now he understands what it's like to be a star. So he can really empathize with really any teammate that he's going to be going to have. And, and I think that's an important thing. Bill, the Panthers sent a large contingent expectedly yeah. uh, there to see them. And a lot was made of some of the, the body language that they saw from Frank Reich. And what did you see if you checked them out while they were watching CJ? Did they seem like they were just enamored with what they were watching? Well, honestly, they, they stick the media in the corner, <laughs> the far corner, and, uh, about as far away as you could be in the facility from the NFL people. So, I would just be guessing. It would be too far for me to see or really gauge. You didn't bring um, your binoculars, like Bill, to try to read facial expressions yeah. or anything you know like what? that? I meant to take them, but I thought I had them. Mm-hmm. I didn't. Um, <laughs> so I was kicking myself uh, for not having having my binoculars. Yeah, I actually intended to. Um, <laughs> you know, look, I'm sure they were impressed. I'm sure they were. Uh, and, and what I've seen on some of these odds maker sites is that CJ Stroud's the favorite to be the number one pick. I don't. I certainly don't think it's a done deal. Uh, they've got other pro days and other interviews and all that stuff. And I, and I think honestly, more than the pro days, I think that the individual interviews with the teams are, are, is really more important because we all know what these guys can do on the field. I mean, I can describe Bryce Young's uh, attributes and CJ Stroud's attributes, you know. But behind closed doors, what are they like when? You put them on the board and say, what do you do in this situation? Or you just talk about life stuff. And and what are the answers that, you know, how how do those answers come over? So I think that's going to probably decide it, just the comfort level. Because, I mean, look, if you want a pocket passer, you're going to take C.J. Stroud. If you want somebody who's much more of an improviser or playmaker that way, you're going to take Bryce Young. If you're concerned about size, you're going to take C.J. Stroud. If you're not, it's Bryce Young. I mean, it's all about preference. It's not that one's better or worse. It's just what what the team is comfortable with or what they're looking for in a franchise quarterback. Bill Rabinowitz on the Bill Rabinowitz, sorry, on the Body Works Plus guest hotline. You can catch him on Twitter at BR Dispatch. Bill, they said that Josh McCown told CJ that they could find a basketball court in Carolina to play a little bit of hoops. And so <laughs> yeah. I asked you that to say from your sources and what you've been hearing, does CJ feel like that the Panthers are the team or what are you hearing? 
I don't think anyone knows right now. In, in a month before the draft, everyone's going to start lying. Uh, I, I know that from my NFL days. That that it's all a poker game and, and there people are going to be bluffing and trying to gain leverage and, and all that stuff. So, um, do I think he's a logical pick for the Panthers? Yeah, I do. Um, do I think it's a done deal? No, because it's not. Uh, a, a lot can happen in a month, but I, I think he's a logical pick for them. I, it would make sense. Uh, and I, you know, I talked to his mom a little bit. I've been to Charlotte and I said, Hey, it's a nice city. You know, you could be in a lot worse places. Uh, they're from California. I'm sure that that's going to be an adjustment, but so was moving, you know, CJ moving to Ohio. Uh, so, you know, we just have to let this play out. But I, I the fact that the Carolina Panthers sent essentially everybody that matters in their organization to Columbus, and I, I don't know what they're doing for Alabama's pro day. I'm assuming it's similar. But it, when you have the first pick of the draft and you've traded up to get it, you want to make sure you're getting it right as best you can. It's, the draft is always a crapshoot, but. If you've done what they did to get the first pick, you're going to do everything in your power to make sure that you, you've done your due diligence, and that's what they're doing. Bill, I just have two more questions before we get you out of here. I just wanted to know about maybe Jackson Smith and Ajigba, his day at the Pro Day, yep. as well as some of the other guys. Is there anybody else that stood out at least what everybody else was talking about after the Pro Day? Yeah, there was a lot of interest in Jackson Smith and Jigba 40 times. He, he did everything else at the Combine but that. He ran, Ohio State said a 4-4-8. I'd seen four, low 4-5s four as other times. It's, you know, these are all unofficial times. It's not like the Combine where there's one official time. But Ohio State had it a 4-4-8. Four, four, and and that, that's plenty good enough. Jackson's not a burner in that sense. That's not his top attribute. I mean, fast enough. But his what makes him special is his – Wiggle, you know his ability to get open, his his lateral quickness, his shiftiness. Uh, that's that's really what sets him apart, and and he showed that in the combine drills, like the three cone drill, things like that. Um, he proved his hamstring is healthy. That's that's the biggest thing. He missed basically last year with a with a pretty bad hamstring injury, and those linger. And he has proven that he's healthy now, and that's really all that matters. Because anyone who watched him, let's say in, in the Rose Bowl, the uh, 2022 Rose Bowl against Utah, would understand what a, a gifted player he is. Uh, yeah, I'm almost weirdly pulling against his 40 times so he can slip to 39 and the Panthers can double up with some Ohio State products. That would be excellent as far as yeah, my opinion he, goes. He, it's not going to happen. <laughs> Bill! Come on, let me dream at least a little bit. All right, last question. Look, I can't let you get out of here before we ask you about one Chris McClain, who you might not know, but you did interview him according to Chris McClain once upon a time. He is a radio host here in the morning for all but like 20 years now, has been a staple of Charlotte sports, and you interviewed him post-game on WSBA after a playoff game when he played at York Catholic. It was after a big old playoff win in Pennsylvania. Is there any way you remember McLean or at least the session where you were interviewing a player after a York Catholic high school playoff game? Well, Please tell me something. I will say that York Catholic was the basketball school in York County. And Chris will remember Brian Pearl and Kassan Jenkins and uh, Bill Kayat ended up being a, a college tight end and yeah, that was my first year in New York. This is a, I'm dating myself big time here, 1989, and they won a state championship. And that was like the first big story that I covered in New York. And that was that was great. Mike Kesey was a, their coach, like a great coach. And so, yeah, uh, that's boy, that brings up brings back memories. I, um, yeah, that's funny. 
Well, tell Chris hi. Yeah, I I will. I will. And we'll we'll tell him. We'll gas him up and say, oh, yeah, you remember him. You remember him being like this 40-point-per-game oh, score and all that. He, can be, he was like Jordan before Jordan. Yeah, there you go. 100% <laughs> perfect stuff from Bill Rabinowitz. No doubt. Bill, we thank you for your time once again. Bill Rabinowitz of the Columbus Dispatch. You can follow him on Twitter at BR Dispatch. Bill, we appreciate the time once again, man. We'll see you down the road. Thanks for having me on. I appreciate it, guys. All right.